Welcome to this episode of WikiWalks, a short podcast devoted to some of the more intriguing and, huh, who knew, articles that you can run across in the weird world of Wikipedia. I'm your host, Chris Grismer. World War II is a seemingly endless trove of crazy stories and heroic actions. And all too often, we hear only about American or British heroes and forget about the giant Russian bear to the east. Of course, we think about the Russians as being capable of just throwing massive amounts of humanity at the Eastern Front, giant sieges that lasted literally for years with untold amounts of casualties. Just, just brutal stuff. But I bet you never knew about one of the most important cogs in the giant Soviet machine. The Night Witches. They flew under the cover of darkness in bare-bones plywood biplanes. They braved bullets and frostbite in the air, while battling skepticism and sexual harassment on the ground. They were feared and hated so much by the Nazis that any German airman who downed one was automatically awarded the prestigious Iron Cross Medal. No questions asked. Boom. Automatic. All told, the pioneering all-female... 588th Night Bomber Regiment dropped more than 23,000 tons of bombs on Nazi targets. And in doing so, they became a crucial Soviet asset in winning World War II. The Germans nicknamed them the Night Witches because the whooshing noise their wooden planes made resembled that of a sweeping broom. In fact, one historian wrote, the sound was the only warning the Germans had. The planes were too small to show up on radar or infrared locators, and they never used radios. So radio locators couldn't pick them up either. They were basically ghosts. Using female bombardiers wasn't the first choice. While women had been previously barred from combat, the pressure of an encroaching enemy gave the Soviet leaders a reason to rethink the policy. Hitler had just launched Operation Barbarossa. That was his massive invasion of the Soviet Union in June 1941. By the fall, the Germans were pressing on to Moscow. Leningrad was under siege, and the Red Army was struggling. The Soviets were desperate. The 588th's first mission, June 28, 1942, took aim, successfully, at the headquarters of the invading Nazi forces. The squadron was the brainchild of Marina Raskova, known as the Soviet Amelia Earhart. Famous not only as the first female navigator in the Soviet Air Force, but also for her many long-distance flight records. She had been receiving letters from women all across the Soviet Union wanting to join the World War II war effort. While they had been allowed to participate in support roles, there were many who wanted to be gunners and pilots flying on their own. Many had lost brothers or sweethearts or had seen their homes and villages ravaged, so... Seeing the opportunity, Raskova petitioned Soviet dictator Joseph Stalin to let her form an all-female fighting squadron. On October 8, 1941, Stalin gave orders to deploy three all-female Air Force units. The women would not only fly missions and drop bombs, but they would return fire, making the Soviet Union the first nation to officially allow women to engage in combat. Previously, women could help transfer planes and ammunition, after which the men took over. Raskova quickly started to fill out her teams. From more than 2,000 applications, she selected about 400 women for each of the three units. Now, most were young. They were students. And they underwent a highly compressed education, expected to learn in a few months what it took most soldiers several years to grasp. Each recruit had to train and perform as pilots, navigators, maintenance, and ground crew. 
Their equipment wasn't much better. The military provided them with outdated biplanes, 1920s-era crop dusters that had just been used as training vehicles. These light two-seater open cockpit planes were never meant for combat. It was like a coffin with wings. Made out of plywood with canvas pulled over, the aircraft offered virtually no protection from, well, pretty much anything, especially the elements. So flying at night, pilots endured freezing temperatures, wind, and frostbite. In the harsh Soviet winters, the planes became so cold, just touching them would rip off bare skin. Due to both the planes' limited weight capacity and the military's limited funds, the pilots also lacked other luxury items their male counterparts enjoyed. Instead of parachutes, which were too heavy to carry, or radar, or guns and radios, they were forced to use more rudimentary tools such as rulers, stopwatches, flashlights, pencils, maps, and compasses. So, basically, Spirit Airlines. The planes, each with a pilot up front and a navigator in the back, traveled in packs. The first planes would go in as bait, attracting German spotlights, which provided much-needed illumination. These planes, which rarely had any ammunition to defend themselves, would release a flare to light up the intended target. The last plane would idle its engines and glide in darkness to the bombing area. It was this stealth mode that created their signature witch's broom sound. There were 12 commandments the night witches followed. The first was, be proud, you are a woman. Killing Germans was their job, but in their downtime, the heroic flyers still did needlework, patchwork, and all the things expected of a woman of the era. They even put the pencils they used for navigation into double duty as eyeliner. Their last flight took place on May 4, 1945, when the Night Witches flew within 35 miles of Berlin. And three days later, Germany officially surrendered. The Germans had two theories about why these women were so successful. They were either A, all criminals who were masters at stealing and had been sent to the front as punishment, or they had been given special injections that allowed them to see at night. Altogether, these daredevil heroines flew more than 30,000 missions in total, or about 800 per pilot navigator. Can you imagine? They lost a total of 30 pilots, and 24 of the flyers were awarded the title Hero of the Soviet Union. Raskova, the mother of the movement, died on January 4, 1943, when she was finally sent to the front lines, and her plane never made it. She was given the very first state funeral of World War II, and her ashes were buried in the Kremlin. Despite being the most highly decorated unit in the Soviet Air Force during the war, the most highly decorated, the Night Witches Regiment was disbanded six months after the end of World War II. And when it came to the big Victory Day parade and flyover in Moscow, they weren't included because it was decided that their planes were too slow. <laughs> <laughs> 